Hi, welcome to yet another episode of A Story for Your Queries. I shall narrate a gist from a speech by Sundar Pichai, an IIT, MIT alumnus and global head of Google Chrome. It's called the Cockroach Theory for Self-Development. Before I start the famous speech by Sundar Pichai, let me give you some information. The American cockroach, referred to as Periplaneta americana, is the largest of the common cockroaches, measuring an average of four centimeters in length. The American cockroach is second only to the German cockroach in abundance. Now, the story. At a restaurant, a cockroach suddenly flew in from somewhere and settled on a lady. Women, as you know, are scared of cockroaches. She started screaming out of fear. She was panic-stricken. She had a trembling voice. She started jumping and with desperately trying to get rid of the cockroach using gesticulating, using her hands desperately. Her reaction was contagious and everyone in her group also got panicky. The lady finally managed to push the cockroach away, but it landed on another lady. Now it was this lady's turn to continue with the histrionics. The waiter rushed to their rescue. And in the relay of throwing, the cockroach now fell on the waiter. The waiter stood firm, composed himself, and observed the behavior of the cockroach on his shirt. When he was confident enough, he just used his hands, picked up the cockroach, and threw it out of the restaurant. Now, the question that emerges from this histrionic behavior, was the cockroach really responsible for this? If so, why was the waiter not disturbed? He handled it without any chaos. So it's not the cockroach per se, but the inability of those people to handle the disturbances that was caused by the cockroach. Let's look at the lessons from the story. One should not react in life, but always respond. The women reacted, whereas the waiter responded. Let us try to understand this a little better. Author Stephen Covey described a principle, which he referred to as the 90-10 principle. According to this principle, we really have no control over 10% of what happens to us. We cannot stop the car from breaking down or the plane coming in late which throws our whole schedule off. A driver may cut us off in the traffic. We have no control over this. This amounts to the 10%. The other 90% is determined by your reaction. You're running late and you see a red light. You cannot, you cannot control the red light. However, you can control your reaction. You're swearing, you're getting angry, you're cursing, you're throwing up a temper tantrum, all that is under your control, which tantamounts to the 90%. Let me use an example explained by Stephen Kobe. Imagine a situation where you're having breakfast with your family. Your daughter knocks over a cup of coffee onto your shirt. Reaction scene one, you curse. You scold your daughter for knocking the cup over and she breaks down in tears. After scolding her, you turn to your wife 
and criticize her for placing the cup too close to the edge of the table. A short verbal battle follows. You storm upstairs, change your shirt. Once back downstairs, you find your daughter has been too busy crying to finish her breakfast and get ready to school and she misses the bus. So you rush to the car, drive your daughter to school. And since you're running late, you drive at 40 miles per hour in a 30 miles per hour speed limit zone. Consequently, you get pulled over and the 15 minute delay and after throwing away $60 as a traffic fine, you arrive at school. Your daughter runs into the building without saying goodbye. And you reach the work 20 minutes late and you realize you've forgotten your briefcase. Your day has started on a wrong note. When you arrive home, you find your wife and daughter upset because of how you reacted earlier this morning. Why did you have a bad day? Did the coffee cause it? Did your daughter cause it? Did the policeman cause it? Or did you cause it? The answer, I think, is very, very clear to all of us. It is you who caused it. Let's look at reaction scene number two. Coffee splashes over you. Daughter is about to cry. And you gently say, it's okay, honey. You need to be a little more careful next time, all right? And grabbing a towel, you go upstairs, change your shirt. You grab your briefcase and come down in time to look through the window and see your child getting onto the bus. She turns, she waves, and you arrive five minutes early at office and greet the staff. Two different scenarios. Both started the same, but both ended differently. Why? Because in scene one, you reacted, and you really have no control over the 10% of what happens in your life, but the other 90% is determined by your reaction. So there are some ways to apply the 90-10 principle. Let's see. If someone says something negative about you, you don't have to be a sponge. Let the attack roll off like water or glass. You do not have to let the negative comments affect you. React properly, and it will not ruin your day. A wrong reaction could result in losing a friend, getting fired, being written up, or getting stressed out. How do you react if someone cuts you off in the traffic? Do you lose your temper? Curse? Does your blood pressure skyrocket? Who cares if you arrive 10 minutes later at work? Why let the cars ruin your drive? Remember, 90-10 principle, don't worry about the consequences. Just try to control your reactions. You're told you lost your job. You did not get promoted. The reaction is lose sleep, get irritated, curse everybody. Will it work? So use your worrying energy and time to find a new job. Study if you have to, for a test or whatever the case might be. The plane is late. It's going to upset your schedule for the day. Why take out your frustration on the flight attendant? She has no control over what's going on. Use your time to read, to get to know your passengers sitting next to you. Remember, you cannot control everything that happens to us, but we can control how we react to it. We can be the most polite, well-mannered person in town, but that won't necessarily stop some bozo being rude to us. Instead of fighting back, you choose to be good and smile back at him. We can be the best employee in the world, 
but that cannot prevent the company we are, we are going to work for. And if that company goes into liquidation and throws us out of work, there is nothing we can do about it. Instead of blaming about the company, you choose to look for a new job. You cannot stop the car from breaking down. Instead of kicking your car, you choose to feel good and find the car service company which will come and take care of your car. Finally, some tidbits about the cockroach itself. However disgusting you think cockroaches might be, there are some useful things we can learn from them. Recent research has shown that the American cockroach brain controls antibiotic elements which could help fight off deadly bacterial infections such as MRSA, which refers to methicillin-resistant Staphylococcus aureus and toxic strains of E. coli. By studying the way cockroaches move, scientists have shown that they have one of the most stable ways of walking called the tripod gait and can get around very quickly on all kinds of terrain and do so while using very little energy. From this research, robots are being developed that may carry tiny cameras over landmine littered terrain or into conflict zones without being easily detected. The flexibility of the cockroach leg is inspiring the development of stronger and more flexible artificial legs to allow an amputee greater mobility to safely maneuver over a variety of surfaces. It is the only creature that can withstand a nuclear holocaust. Any questions that you have could be addressed to yourquerymystory at gmail.com. I shall try to answer it as quickly as I can. If the query is good, I'll pick it up for the future in the podcast. You may send voice messages through Anchor or Spotify. That's all for today. Keep sending those messages. We shall meet next Wednesday. Thank you.